0: Welcome to June. This week's Strongtown Talk is a sit-down with Mikey, myself, and Maddie Morrow. Maddie was brought on the show as a guest and also as a bit of a technical expert to help make sure that last week's recording issues don't become a regular occurrence. Maddie has a background in audio production and recording. He has been a part of the Strongtown community since 2013-ish, and prior to moving up to this area of the state, he owned and operated a music production studio for seven years. We get a chance to talk about what first brought him to CrossFit, becoming a new parent and a bit about quarantine life a quick note since I had Maddie for the recording we recorded the show in two parts using slightly different equipment and setups there's a bit of a brief intermission about 60% through the show as we switch gear I owe him a huge thank you for taking the time to share his story and for helping me get a better handle on the recording process Welcome to another episode of Strongtown Talks. This is a show where we talk with the people and friends of the CrossFit Strongtown community. I'm your host, Dan Gallagher. Let's copy the quiet podcast. Yeah. Mikey, welcome to the show. Welcome back. And uh, guys, we are here today with Maddie Morrow. Hello. Maddie, you are here as a bit of a technical expert for me because last week's podcast, something went wrong during the recording process. I don't know what it was. And just my audio levels were all over the place. And you actually have a background in music recording. I do. That's correct. Yeah. I was wondering if you could maybe talk a little bit about that. And
1: Sure. Yeah. I'm Maddie. For those of you who don't know me, I think most of you guys probably do that would be listening. I actually went to school for recording arts. I have my degree in recording arts. I owned and operated a recording studio down on the shoreline for like seven years prior to moving up this way.
2: I like yeah. I knew that, but I forgot that. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. I've been in bands forever. When
0: you came here, I just felt like you were the biggest badass in the world. Oh, no. And not that you're not a badass. No, You no. obviously are, but. It, you showed up. I think it was on a Harley your first day.
1: No, no, it was. I had a Suzuki. <laughs> <was> a Suzuki. <laughs> yeah, nailed it, Dan. Yeah. Nailed, nailed it. it. We'll edit that one out.
0: Yeah. I just feel like I remember you coming into the gym. Do you started at CrossFit Milford?
1: Uh well, one of their branches, right? So Shoreline, Shoreline broke off yes. from there. So Lauren and Dave.
0: The plumies. Yep. You came up here, you had amazing hair then. You still have amazing hair. Great beard.
1: Yeah. Annette cut this.
2: It looks good. Yeah. I like it. She did a good job. She did a very good job. Yeah. yeah. I would trust her to cut your hair. Me too. Kelly would not I would not let Kelly touch my hair whatsoever during no. Actually she's starting to get upset over it. Like, why won't you let me do it? It's just like, no, I don't, I don't think so.
1: Annette offered like four or five times and I finally was like, I can't take like, you. I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen what it looked like before I cut it, but it was grizzly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it grows out. Yeah. We are all looking pretty grizzly during his yeah. times. Your grizzly process has been thoroughly documented, Mikey, on all the Strongtown General videos.
2: Up bait, yeah.
0: It, you can basically see it happen. You can just gradually... We're going to do a time-lapse of just watching your hair grow. I should have done that. That would have been a good idea. You can try to splice them together. It'll be mm-hmm. fun. Matty, you you started at CrossFit Strongtown in 2013, maybe? Or uh,
1: 2014, 14? I think. It might have okay. been January. Cause uh, my lease for the apartment, I lived with band members down in Madison. And Such then our singer decided to move to Oregon with his girlfriend and the drummer and his girlfriend were getting their own place. So I was like, well, I'm going to head up sort of this way because this is where my brother and my parents live.
0: Going back to the recording studio really quick that you, you ran that for seven years.
1: Uh, Yeah. 2005 to 2012. That's seven, right? Math checks out.
0: Was that something you've always wanted to do? Yeah. yeah.
1: I Still to this day, like I still, every chance I get, like I get up a lot of mornings at like five in the morning and I'll go down. Because you have a bit
0: of a home studio right now. Is that a yeah. lot of the year from your no i sold a good chunk of it all. okay i have
1: a lot of the microphones and stuff but that old system ran on like a mac g5 which is no longer starts <laughs> it's, de- it's dead
2: <laughs> what type of music did you like produce or like work with like, any uh, like certain a certain genre or like so just anything
1: i did a lot of like punk rock hardcore just because that's like a lot of what comes out of madison and connecticut in general along the shoreline Mm-hmm. it just seems to be a lot of that kind of angry uh, plus you get a lot of like kids from high school so just a lot of it winds up being kind of comes out of connecticut which is a lot of times it's like hardcore metal punk yeah mm-hmm. that makes That's, sense actually yeah, a few blues bands 80s metal i had a hair band yes. once they were pretty great mm-hmm. oh, angry right. music
2: angry music life's so tough so tough
1: yep living under your parents roof
2: <laughs> <laughs> so
0: you shut down the studio you had to sell it so what are you doing now
1: So even while I was doing that, so like out of college, I went and got a job at like a music store and worked there. And then like literally would go to the studio and work from like, like let's say my shift ended at, you know, seven o'clock. I would go to the studio and like I would start a session from nine and work until like three in the morning and then go to sleep for like four or five hours, get up, go to work, rinse, repeat. Then I got a job as an analyst for a telecom expense firm. And that's what I've been doing since. So since 2009, I've pretty much been working like an office job, regular nine to five hours. And then even for a period there, I would still do sessions at night or during the weekends. Yeah. And then even having the band on the weekends, like we used to, you know, we're just like a bar band doing like cover songs. Even that it was just, you know, you got to work the nine to five job. And then I'd go do a gig at night on a Friday or a Saturday.
0: It's one of those that you do it because you love it. Yes. Though, mostly. Yes. Yeah. The way of the road.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: You shared some of the stuff you've done on Facebook and some of your your more recent recordings.
1: Yeah, every now and again.
0: It's fun to see you dabble.
1: Yeah, I start trying to do some covers every now and again. You know, the trick is just like one finding the time. It's like really difficult with kids because like even if I want to go downstairs and try and like, let's just say like record a vocal of something, it's like, you know, somebody's making noise somewhere in the house.
0: Before the gym got shut down, we used to have to record the podcast either super early in the morning or very late in the day. Yep. Just because it was the only time that the gym was actually empty and that there's not all this background noise of weights slamming or just
2: kids screaming or who knows. I was gonna say how much like life has changed for you since you've come here. You know, you come from having a production studio to now father of two married days of rock and roll still still going but it's not the same
1: no i was even i was still playing in bars last summer you know me and my old drummer and then um this girl hannah who i've known since she was in high school her brother was friends with my little brother's group of friends um and she reached out to us at one point was like hey you know we want to start playing would you guys you know come sit in and we were like sure and then that carried in for like two years but then everything happened and like any plans we had this year, pretty much on indefinite hiatus.
2: Yeah, I think all 2020 is just on a hiatus right now. So what brought you into CrossFit initially?
1: What brought me into CrossFit initially?
2: Yeah, so you started
0: at Shoreline. Yeah. typically the music industry and the fitness industry are not. No. There's not much of an overlap Uh, there.
1: So I've always been a bit of a fitness enthusiast, like play a little bit of football in high school. And like, that's kind of when roughly I really started lifting. But my older brother, Dan, had mentioned something about CrossFit. And this is probably back in like 2007 or 8. Didn't really understand what he was talking about. Like the way he, the way he described it, he was like, yeah, there's like plyo and this. I'm like, I don't, whatever. It sounds like a bunch of weirdos <laughs> doing like jumping jacks in a room. And then my younger brother, Greg, tried it and he was a bit more like heavy set like me. And I saw... Saw results in him pretty quick just between changing his diet and then the uh, the workout routine. So then I would say maybe 2009, 2010, I was like, let me check this out. Mm. And then that was it.
0: Yeah, because when you first started at Strong time you knew what you were doing.
1: Yeah, I had been at Shoreline for maybe two years, three years. I'm not, I honestly don't even remember.
0: And Mikey and I, we, we've seen people over the years who say they know what they're doing or that they've done it before. And then they ask what a 21159 is. Yeah. And it's like, you have not done this before. It's interesting how life goes but you've also been a bit of a runner as well
1: yeah i was right like right when right around the time that i first started here i was getting into distance running now all i do is run my mouth
2: it's like <laughs> something i have no interest in i always give it to those people that like just like i went out for like let's run for like three hours
1: you like, know you know what it you. is like once just. once you get into it it's easy yeah, it's just it becomes it, it, part of the routine. That's just yeah, but when it's not, you know, it's it's torture. <laughs> yeah. And like distance running, it's like the first mile, maybe two miles, you're just sucking wind, and then all of a sudden you adapt. Makes sense. I went to a wedding with my brother Dan. Actually, I brought a net up. It was before the kids. It was up in uh, the Adirondacks. Like george wherever that is i don't even know where that is new york yeah upstate new york but my brother dan was like why don't we go for like a three mile jump i was like yeah sure so we went and like you know again first mile or two like we're, we're neither one of us is really talking because we're just on the run and then like we hit our stride and like we're having a conversation while we're running and then like the, before we know we had gone seven miles
0: i feel like once you get out there and you just get, get in that routine and you're not just focused on the time or the clock yeah then it's a little bit easier get that runner's high yeah yeah, yeah. It's true. It does happen, I feel like. Yeah. I used to run with a kid at UConn who's a soccer player, and he made it a point to talk the entire time he was running for conditioning mm-hmm. purposes, because it makes it more difficult. I don't know why I would need to do that, but <laughs> it just made it awful, because I, I could talk with him for you know the first half mile, maybe, and then it
2: was just dying.
1: Yeah.
2: Has Reed expressed any interest in any sports yet? Anything like that? Is, um, is, is, he, is he there yet to like start doing anything like that?
1: Not quite. I mean, every now and again in the house, he'll ask if you know, he'll want to play catch, we try and do Not re- i mean
2: yeah i was wondering when that starts for kids or what yeah, age like they the start the thing
1: the thing sometimes annette and i will work out in the living room and he knows he's like oh we're gonna work out and then like he'll come and like he will do his version of whatever we're doing <laughs> so, that's always fun he's great though he'll like do it like 10 seconds oh, i'm tired <laughs> so am i
0: that's how it works kid yeah <laughs> i've always been curious you how old was reed when you guys had Weston, West,
1: West. uh, Reed. He was like three, three, three and a half ish, somewhere. Born in July, and Weston was born in October. So three plus whatever that is.
0: So you guys got through the initial sort of hump. Yeah. with Reed in terms of you now have a little person yep. that you can communicate with and have a conversation. Yeah. He's sleeping. He's you know a little bit more self-sufficient. And now you have Weston that got thrown into the mix and it's kind of like hitting the reset button. It is. I was curious about that adjustment for you guys. If you felt like it was sort of going back into old habits or was it?
1: It's totally different. Like everyone will tell you like no two kids are the same. And it's true. I recently even said to Annette, I said, uh, if we had had Weston first and then we had Reed, I don't know <laughs> that I would have been able to deal with it. Cause Reed was very tough with sleeping He yeah he didn't sleep through the night until he was about 18 months old weston slept through the night from like 18 hours old so polar opposite like since the day we got home with weston he sleeps through the night wow, wow. 7 30 to 6 30 in the morning
2: Perfect. And Has readjusted to being a big brother. He loves it. He, okay.
1: Yeah, it's great.
2: I like the picture you had of him the other day with uh, his Weston with like all the toys on yeah, him. Yeah, and just, just like the lucky you know, hat, all the transformers. Ah, like, uh, okay. I was yeah. not crazy about it when
0: I was in that position.
1: Yeah, Ooh. I think it all, uh, you know, it all depends too. You know, it's weird. I my oldest nephew I had like same issue. Like when his sister was born, he like resented her from like the from day <laughs> one. It was like you just knocked me down a peg. But now Reed, he like tells him stories while he's like sitting in his little. Uh, he's got like this rocking chair. He goes up and just like in his face you know
2: <laughs> yeah you were not the same dan mom and dad made it sound like you were just definitely not the same yeah things changed Then he opened window tried to throw me right out of it you know? <laughs> oh yeah second floor or? i think it was a first floor but it's still a very high drop oh, okay <laughs> yeah,
0: there's at least like three to four events where i tried to sell mike to the point where it became this cute thing that i was trying to do fortunately it was the 80s
2: <laughs> right You people say that i feel like facebook, it would have happened facebook in the facebook 80s also like <laughs> i don't know maybe facebook marketplace so <laughs> yeah. it'd be a lot easier to sell someone
0: I think this is a good time. I'd like to try to take a quick intermission and let's switch over to the focus right if we can and see how that looks with the recording and we'll sort of hop back on and finish up the show from there.
1: Sounds good.
2: Yep. I'm on channel two. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? A lot of wood. Mm Mm-hmm. So, has work changed for you,
0: the whole Corona, COVID thing going on?
1: Not really. So, like, even before, I got to work from home two days a week, Yeah, roughly, which helped, with obviously, with having the kids and then taking Reed to, like, pre-K. But no, I mean, now I'm just home all the time.
0: Do you find it more challenging with just having everyone else home now during this time? Because Annette's also yeah. home so as well. Yeah, it, and-
1: so it's, it's been nice, right? So, like... All this like extra time I get with the kids and at home, like 10 years from now, I'm going to look back and be like, this was, that was incredible. You know what I mean? Like as much as it can be frustrating, sometimes like there are days when Annette has calls and I yeah. have to have a call at the same time. And then like Weston's got to eat, Reads like, give me a snack. And it's just like, oh my God, you just kind of get through it and, you know, tag off when you can. Luckily, Annette takes on a lot of it yeah. because there are days when I'll have like five or six calls like in a row. And there have been times where like I've fed Weston while on the phone. You just do what you got to do. Yeah. It's kind of how it is right now.
0: I hope he goes. Back to sleep quickly.
1: Yeah, or like you know, doesn't he? Doesn't he's not much of a crier, so I don't have to worry about that. But he's starting to like talk and just yell. make noises. Yeah. Well, he's, this yeah. big thing he does, like if you're holding, he'll be like. <laughs> Try being on an office call when it's eh, not me. I swear.
0: It's that punk rock scene. It's getting into it early.
1: Yeah, he tra- he does it and then like tries to choke me. I, I tell him I'm like he's gonna like he's gonna be the kid. Like when I get older, he's gonna try and off me.
2: <laughs> Something to worry about. You always got to watch out for that one.
1: Yeah, he's a good kid though.
0: So do you have any projects around the house, Maddie? Right now, I, I know you're a very handy guy as well.
1: You know, Annette said when I left to come here, if I could swing by Home Depot and look at, for materials for making some of the the cornhole games. Okay, yeah, yeah. So we might we might try and make a few of those.
0: It's basically just some plywood and two by fours.
1: And as far as projects, we did quite a bit last weekend, you know, tried cleaning out the garage, got pretty far. This is one of those things where like there's a few little dumping grounds in the house where it's just like, oh. I don't have room for this. Let's just go throw it there for now. And then like a month later, it's like, okay, we like need to catch up on that because that dumping ground is now just a shit show.
0: <laughs> Our move has been accelerated. Oh yeah. We thought we had until July 10th and now it's looking like there's been enough interest on the place that we're renting that the landlord's trying to get us out by June 10th, which is nice and that it saves us some month of rent and all that other stuff it basically means we have this weekend and next weekend to get our asses in gear to really try to like move and get stuff done so it's been a lot more of sort of frantic move to get stuff over and still trying to clean and get things ready and
1: yeah you're gonna have to deal with with some of that i guess while you're there uh, yes the one thing you gotta remember though is like you're moving stuff from like an apartment which is what a couple of rooms
0: uh we were renting a house oh you okay we do have more room now which is good but we've also been there seven years now so it's just been a lot of accumulation of stuff
1: see that's the thing like i was if it was like a two-bedroom apartment it's like all right i'm moving stuff from this you know smaller section of my life to this larger section of my life but if you have a house then no
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah we just collect it fortunately the basement I, i feel like it's haunted so i've never wanted to go down there so it's not much stuff in the basement which is good
1: yeah when we moved from the apartment to the house it was like in the summer and Annette was off so she like unpacked everything yeah you know like I just had to like you know we moved everything in like a weekend and then over the course of like the next month like while I was still working she would just you know take care of a little bit here and there man the next time we if we buy a new house or something or move somewhere else I feel like it's gonna take us you know six months
2: especially with kids (laughs) yeah that's where you just gotta hire a company yeah Yeah. like just let them just do it
0: and are, are you able to reuse a lot of Reed's clothes Mikey had a lot of him we used to have a i would yeah. get me downs for my cousin which i would wear and then hand them down to mikey yeah, so we, it was like three we, generations of yeah, downs. yeah
1: we hand down whatever we can the the challenge there is just you know reed was born in the summer and weston was born in the fall so like their clothing requirements aren't aligned yeah, 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 you know yeah. for sizes never thought of that actually that makes that's what yeah, yeah me. i mean you know
0: especially at this phase when they're growing so much yeah. right, well
1: that's just it so like zero to three months like i mean those sizings are fairly accurate you know you'd be surprised i've heard that
0: is weston bigger than reed
1: right now uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: no not right now i don't uh, know no. i don't think so as I'm an not, infant
1: yeah i'm not really sure i don't remember i think he's i think he's charting a little smaller okay yeah the last time he went to the doctor and they give you the measurements and, and where he is in terms of percentile
2: I'm like he was in a low percentile Mm-hmm. still i'm <laughs> Just me making that up. Happens.
1: Uh, Still angry that you're here. <laughs> yeah, <it's okay. laughs>
0: I've accepted it. I've gone past the denial phase.
1: Only took 30 years. <laughs> I think that's yeah. was like normal for brother. Like I didn't get along with my younger brother until we were in our 20s.
0: Kathleen has a nephew's get along amazingly with, which I'm, I'm like I'm curious how long it's gonna last.
1: Plus, yeah, I have like you know two friends from high school that have been like best friends since high school and I've always just been like oh, it's like you know I don't get along with my younger brother that well.
0: Cannot relate to that. No, that definitely happens though. So. Yeah maddie I, I appreciate you coming out here today and sure. helping us sort of work through some of the setup stuff it was actually it's very valuable i feel like you have a different perspective on some things than i do or just in terms of what you're looking at or what i should be aware of so yeah it was really very valuable i thank you
1: no no you're welcome if it comes out worse then it's uh, my fault <laughs> no, i doubt that
0: mike mm-hmm. thank you for coming on again this week of course maddie thank you you're welcome and we'll see everyone next week all right Thank you for listening to another episode of Strongtown Talks. If you enjoyed the show, please feel free to leave us a rating or review. We are always grateful for any feedback we get.